Welcome to the RMM TV podcast. I'm Rennie McLean. We speak and we teach on the supernatural, how you, as an ordinary person, can do extraordinary things. Hi, I'm Dr. Marina McLean. The supernatural is meant to be lived naturally, and we do that through the teachings and instructions that you find right here on the RMM TV podcast. So, sign up today on the RMM TV podcast. Now, I know it's different time zones, I know it's different destinations, but we are here together in the presence of God. What a wonderful time, what a spirit of expectancy that is here right now. Father, we lift up our hands, we lift up our hearts, we lift up our thoughts, and we bring it into the subjection to you right now. We ask you to fill our mind with you, fill our thoughts with you, open us up to hear what the Spirit is saying expressively to us in this season of being challenged to know you even deeper, to be challenged to walk in a higher level of intimacy with you. Father, right now, draw us in. Draw us in. Let us hear you clearly. Let us hear the Spirit speaking expressively. And we give you all the honor and the glory. Again, I thank you for joining me right here on the Infinity Center, at the Infinity Center, our church online. I know that you have been enjoying the revelations that has been happening. And again, this is a season where we're hearing what God is saying expressively to the remnant, to the body, as we listen intuitively to hear him speak. Tonight, I want to speak to you on transformation preparing yourself. This is a two-part message, preparing yourself. And I want to challenge you again from the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I know we've been reading it from the Amplified, but I want to read it to you from the King James Version. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let me say to you again, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's talk about, for a moment, transformation. What happens in transformation? Transformation, um, when you look at the perfect visual of this, is Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. But Jesus wasn't transformed because he had no sin. So there wasn't a thing to make him more uh, beautiful, to make him more illuminous. That was just uh, the fullness of him shining forth. So he wasn't transformed, he was revealed. It was called the Mount of Transfiguration, but we get the full revealing of who he is, deity in man. We saw the deity in him. We saw the Godhead in him, uh, reflect him because he had no sin. But the church, we, the body, we need to be transformed. We need to be changed. We need to have um, the light of God's glory 
emanate out of us, flushing through us. And the word transform, the root word for transform is renew. Should And it doesn't mean to renovate. It means to renew. It means to update an existing structure. That's what renew means. Let's talk about remodel. I love talking about remodel. Remodel means change the entire structure. Sometimes you have to knock it completely down. Um, here in Texas, when the weather gets bad, um, they start to see cracks in the foundation and they have to do foundation work. We need an update in everything that we do because as we grow, as we are challenged, God enables us to walk in the fullness of who he is. Again, I'm going to say to you, Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. How does the Amplify say it? The Amplify says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all of the mercies of God to make, I love this word, a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing of God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent. That's how you make decisive decisions. You are rational. You're intelligent. Use moral attitude, moral conduct, and then your service and spiritual worship. How can I challenge you not to be conformed to this world? This world has all its um, phrases, all its um, bombardment of information. This world has all its um, acts of unrighteousness. It has the peer pressure. It has the deluge and delusion to make you feel that you are in control. This world in all its facets can have you swaying to and fro based on the decision and the environment that you are in. So you are easily persuaded. But what does it say? Decisive decision making. Rational. How can you use rational thinking if you're bombarded with the world system? Well, the Bible tells you, you get your mind renewed by having it renewed to the mind of Christ, not to the world, not to the information, not to the um, attitude and standard of the world, not to the philosophies, oh my gosh, not to the philosophies of this world. But when your mind is renewed as Christ's mind is renewed, you think the thoughts of God. There is a separation from emotion and spirit. There is a separation from moral um, standard of the world to the faith standard. You didn't, you didn't hear me say moral standard of God. You heard me say faith standard of God. You Laws were given, laws were inst instituted by God on the Mount of um in Sinai, right there in the Old Testament, the law was established. God gave us 10 laws that are no matter what culture you walk into, no matter what country you walk into, those 10 laws still stand today. Even in this 21st century, when, when we're challenged about rights, these laws still stand. And those are, those are the laws, but then you have what is called the mind of Christ, the mind of the eternal things. 
God is always downloading the eternal things because man is always changing. Man's imagination is always changing and he establishes laws. We're seeing it more than ever before. The establishing of laws to today's moral conduct. That's a whole nother subject in itself. But I just want to just drop that seed right there and keep moving on. When our entire being is renewed, our mind and our ideas are changed. Our ideology is changed. Even our attitude is changed because we are being transformed, being renewed, being established in the word and principles of God. My friend, are you challenged? Have you been challenged when you listen to the news? The past two years of COVID, uh, the unsettling on, and the changing constantly of how to and what's new and what's not new. Were you, were you challenged in that period of time? And yet the church in its challenge was swayed back and forth. We saw leaders, spiritual, our spiritual leaders swayed back and forth. But then you had those who were able to override what they heard because they had a decisive decision, a moral conduct, a moral standard that came straight from the throne of God. My friend, if there's ever a time that you realize that you are going to be challenged in what you hear, what you receive, and what you respond to, it is a clear definition right now that you must have the transformation of the mind and the word of God permeating in your body. If you agree, come on, type that in right there with me that you agree with that. You must have the mind of God, the mind of Christ always flowing through you that you can stand on the decision making. I had this, uh, I had this um, definition of faith um, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, that faith is a supernatural conviction that can be, um, what's the word I use? That can be defended even when others can't see it. A supernatural conviction. Do you have a conviction in you that overrides the moral conduct that you see around you that is always being um always being defined, always being argued, but can you have the conviction that you can stand on the decision of faith that you make? Transformation takes place when you realize that you are renewed, you are made of, I love the scripture, he makes all things beautiful in its time from Ecclesiastes. No matter what you're walking through, oh, it can be the pain of rejection. It can be the pain of isolation. It can be the pain of frustration, even the pain of depression and oppression. No matter what you are walking through and struggling with, when you cry out to God, he hears that sincere cry. He hears that struggle in your voice. He hears even the unspoken words, the unspoken vocabulary, you can't express yourself, but your tears, your anguish, your groanings are a language that he clearly can discern and interpret. When you get to that stage, when, he, when you allow him that surrender 
of your will. When you surrender and you allow him to come in, you've cried out, but you haven't backed away. You've cried out. You've been honest in how you are operating in your now. You're honest in your frustration before the Lord. And he doesn't back away, but he just asks you to surrender. Oh, somebody say, should say, I surrender. He asks you to surrender. Let it go into his arms. Oh, that, that, per, that uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That moment of surrender, that moment of letting go, that decisive decision you make to, Lord, I turn it over into your hands. Let's be honest, you don't know how the Lord is going to deal with you. You don't know if it's going to be a, a quick cutaway or it's going to be a process of walking through. You don't know if it's going to be a supernatural, miraculous, oh, the, the appetite for those things are gone from your being, from your mind. You don't even think those things anymore. Or it can be a process of every day you're walking through this walk with God. Every day he's cutting off another little thing, another little thing, because the, the transformation, it is slow, but it is purposeful. Oh, that's so good. It is slow, but it is purposeful. He is getting to every root, every depth of the root in your life and cutting off the fruits that have come forth in, those, in these times of your walk and purpose. Listen, my friend, you didn't get to where you are in one day. You didn't get to this place of uh, frustration, this place of, of dying daily. You didn't get to it in one day. It was over a period of time that you accumulated the weight and the pressure that you are walking and feeling right now. And so for some, it is going to be a sudden shift. But for many, it is that discipline, that renewing of your mind, the retraining of your thoughts, the retraining of your attitude, the retraining of your reaction. Oh my goodness, there is a miracle for you in this moment, in this season of transformation, this season of being transformed. Again, I want to say to you, transformed, the root word is to renew, is to update an existing structure. I'm going to get into that more in, in, the, in the next session. But I want you to start sowing these seeds in you that you begin to think about what it is that God is doing in your life. What is the transformation that he's trying, the process, the renewing of your mind process that he's getting you into. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7. For we walk by faith. We regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things with trust and holy fervor. Thus, we walk not by sight or appearance. Another version says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, that, that's, I'm reading the amplified version and not the King James version. But I want to tell you, there is a place in man where faith has to be rejuvenated again. We walk by faith and not by sight. There must be a place in you where faith is renewed in you again. 
Let's talk about gas prices, a completely different subject, but it's a great visual right now. Let's talk about gas prices. We were in California just recently, and the gas price there is $6 and some cents. And Renny and I were just like, we are not filling up. We will drive at the speed limit no matter what. And I tell you, we could go, the thing told us that we can go 235 miles on a full tank. But how many of you know, at some point, no matter if we're driving at the speed limit, at some point, we have to go get a refill. That's because we were out of time. If we, when we're at home here in Texas, gas prices is uh, four something, $4, maybe 19, it keeps fluctuating. And I'm going to get into that too. And so on my car, because I have a big car, mine is 436 miles I can do on a full tank. How many you know, if you're driving in Texas, that could just be one week of doing 400 and so miles. For some of you, just like, oh, my God, how big is Texas? It is huge. And so you've got to understand, putting that into a faith dimension, that no matter how much faith you have, if you are walking in a daily walk, there you're going to be using up your faith. If you are doing things like we are, where we're constantly revelating, we're constantly giving out, we're constantly standing and ministering, there it has to be a new dimension of faith, a new sphere of faith that we are receiving. We cannot stay on the 235 miles tank because at some point we're going to need to get a refill and faith needs a refill. Faith needs to be rejuvenated in you. The faith I had five months ago, five years ago is different to the faith that I stand in right now because I've gone 435 miles in one month. Uh, that, and that's just driving. And in that driving, there are things, there are places, there, there's process, there's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's uh, using up and, and being refilled. There's giving out. There's, so what, is, what am I saying? It's reciprocal. It is a cycle. And you cannot keep going on empty, believing that I walk by faith and not by sight. God's challenge in this day, because we're talking about the last days, come on, we're talking about the last days. In this day, your faith needs to be rejuvenated. Your faith needs to pull from the source, not just from man, not just from revelation here on the infinity center, but pull from the source of God. Our source is your source. Our revelation, the, the ability to draw revelation is the same ability that you have. For we walk, not the fivefold, for we walk. It is the believer's walk and it's a challenge to remain transformed in the power of God. It is a challenge to remain connected to your source. Transformation, when you look on the Mount of Transfiguration, when Jesus was transformed, it was in a place before a great death, before a great manifestation of God's glory. It was in a place of the new, stepping into the new, taking on man's sin and bringing him into the new. My friend, 
you are being challenged in this season to take on the new of God, to walk in the new of God, to understand the fullness of what he is saying and putting in you because it is not just for you, it is for those who are around you. For we walk by faith, our lives conduct ourselves with our conviction of belief, respecting man's relationship to God. Tonight, what is your relationship to God? Tonight, in this moment, in where whatever time zone that you are watching this in right now, what is your relationship with God? Can God do immediately a surgery where he cleanses you and removes the dross and the weight of this world's affairs from off of you right now and snap you into the scene of the invisible things, to see the things that are to be revealed. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody say, yes, I am, Dr. Marina. Yes, I am. God is looking for a relationship with you in this season so that he can know, that he can trust you with the transformation that's needed in you to help transform others. This isn't just about you. This isn't just about the trials that you're walking through. This is the trials that you've become victorious over that you can help somebody else walk through. This isn't just about you getting over. This is about you getting over and helping somebody else to get over. It's not just about you. It's about those who you will help come through what you are going through. And I tell you in the name of Jesus when we are transformed, there is a revelatory knowledge that we have that makes us relevant to everyone that we come around. And everyone that comes around us, they want to know truth in an untruthful environment. They want to know truth that will stand the fluctuations of what the world system is saying and doing. They want to know truth that will override the lies that they've walked through and understood and accepted. They need you to stand in that place, having a relationship with God, a consistent, constant, disciplined relationship with God. Did you hear me? Consistent, consistent relationship with God that he is able to constantly download into you the times of the now, the times of the now. If I ask you, what is the highest commodity on the earth today? I hope some of you will start typing that in. Some of you might say oil. Um, some of you might say uh, air. It depends. Um, if it was in the pandemic, you'd have said toilet paper or paper goods. You know, what is the, what is the highest commodity? Some of you might even say revelation. But I want to challenge you that the highest commodity right now and has always been is knowledge. Man will perish for lack of vision. Man will perish for lack of knowledge because knowledge brings vision. Vision brings purpose. Purpose speaks to destiny, but it starts with knowledge. How do they hear? How do we hear? We hear by faith. How does faith come? By hearing. How does knowledge come when you get it? You have to share it. Somebody has to hear what you are saying. 
that highest commodity, knowledge. First Peter 1 verse 2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Second Peter 1 verse 4 says, By which have given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. How do we escape? How do we become partakers? By the knowledge of God that is multiplied in you. There is no limit to knowledge. There is a measure of faith. There is no limit to knowledge. And God is desiring of his people tonight, today, in this moment, in this time zone. God is desiring that you have an exceeding great knowledge of him. That you know him in all aspects and in all facets of your life. In the struggle, you can say, I know God. In the height of rejoicing, in the height of increase, you can say, I know God. In the depths of pain and despair, you can say, I know God. And what do you know of God? He is a deliverer. He is covenanted to his word. And I stand on and in his word. I challenge you today to come to that place where you know that transformation, hallelujah, transformation is taking place in your life. Hallelujah. You come to the place where you desire to be transformed continually in the fullness of God, to be transformed in the power and the mercies that he extends to us. Through mercy, we know his power. Through, through mercy, we know his grace. Through mercy, we know the deliverance that he can bring. Through mercy, we understand who we are called and, who, and, and how we stand in him. Through mercy, we understand that we can call on his name in the height of greatness in the depth of despair, and our God hears us because he is all merciful, all merciful. I challenge you again. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not, I challenge you, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. My friend, what is your prayer request right now? What do you need prayer for to help you in this process of being transformed. What will you confess? Something, you might not want to type it in, but what will you confess right where you are in your environment? What will you confess unto the Lord? It says, Lord, I need to be transformed from this and transformed into your glorious light. I need to let go. I need to surrender 
the things that I'm holding on to right now that I know are against your will. Have that honesty right now in that, that presence. And some of you will just can just type in, I will surrender. And then, and then confess it out openly in your environment. But type it in, I will surrender. I will let go. If you don't want to say what you want to let go of, set, just type in, I will let go. And then confess out what you will let go of. Today is your day of transformation. Today, again, is your day of saying, Lord, yesterday was good. Last year was good. But now, again, I come before you. Again, I surrender. You know, as I was growing up, I, uh, I understood that surrender wasn't just a one-time thing in convention in the summer. It wasn't a one-time thing in, in October for conferences. It was a daily, it was a daily discipline, a daily walk with him, a daily uh, intimacy with the Father. I surrender. I let go. Jesus taught us that in the, in the greatest hour of darkness in Gethsemane. He said, not my will, but thy will be done. He wanted this cup to be, to be taken from him, but he knew the greater was in the surrender. The greater is in the surrender, my friend, and I challenge you to do that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. I thank you for these that are watching. I thank you, Lord, for their response that they have put in in the comments section. I thank you, Lord, that they are believing right now for the life that's in the word, the life that's in the conviction of their faith, the defending of their faith, Lord, is upon them and in them. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will heal and release them from the things that I want to weigh them down and remove them from the confirmation and transformation of you. We cut away the world's noise right now in the name of Jesus. We cut away the voices that have overtaken us and brought us under the conviction of this world. And Lord, we come again surrendering, confessing and letting go, confessing and releasing that we can draw the fullness of you, the holiness of you, the absolute truth that is in you and of you. We grab a hold of that right now in the name of Jesus. Father, heal our mind to think the thoughts of Jesus. Heal our mind to think the thoughts of God. You say, what is that? Whatever things are true, whatever things are pure, whatever things are honest, think on these things. Father, I ask that you put not just the thoughts, but you put the words in their mouth, that when evil comes, they can speak truth. They can speak goodness. They can dispel it with the wisdom of God that comes from a renewed mind, that comes from transformation. Oh, Lord, we give you the honor. We give you the glory. We thank you for the touching of these lives today, today, tonight. What time zone they're watching, but right here it is tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you will make again the heart pure, the mind straight, and Lord, decisive, rational decisions will flow 
out of the believer that is watching and receiving in Jesus' name. We thank you for joining us on the Infinity Center. And I want to say to you right now, there is a seed that is in your hand that you can sow right here and right now. As this word has gone forth, you know that something changed within you. You know a rhema hit you. You know a confirmation hit you. Sow a seed right now. You know how to do that. The information is right there on the screen. You need to put a seed into this word and speak to your future through your seed. We give God the glory for your support, for your sharing this word, for tagging and getting, helping us get the word out about RMM TV. We thank you um, for consistently being a partner with us and lifting us up as we lift you up. Thank you for this time. Again, come back and join us for the Infinity Center. God bless you. For more Breakthrough Encounters, visit us on rmm.live.